evening, everybody. Welcome once again to the Journey with Stephanie radio show. And I am your host tonight, Stephanie Gerard. Thank you for being here. And happy February. We made it past Groundhog's Day. It's exciting because we get to do this again and again and again every month. I'm so excited to be here tonight. Just some fun little short announcements here. Mercury is direct. Venus is direct. And we're in the clear for a little while. Anyway, I have a very special guest tonight. And this is someone that we crossed paths, oh gosh, about nine years ago or so. Very interesting story. And so I would love to bring on the air with me tonight my guest, Mr. Johnny Parker. Welcome, Johnny. How are you? Hey, I'm very well. How are you? Oh, golly, I'm doing well, doing well. So, hey, I have a question for you. I have an answer for you. (laughs) I think I have more than one question. Um, (laughs) Let's see here. I know, I know. Johnny, let's see. I'm just, I'm so happy that you're here. I'd like to know, first of all, where in the world are you? Yeah, and I do. Um, I do want to say, first of all, thank you and Garrett for having me on this evening. It's it's a great pleasure to be on. And um, I am in Nashville, Tennessee. I just recently uh, moved here within the last three months, actually. Wow. Now, where did you move from? What took you to Tennessee? Well, I was living in a small, well, it's not a small town, but in in Fresno, California, it's in the Central Valley, and I had been there most of my life with, you know, some spurts in Sacramento here and there, and it was just a big time for change. I just feel a lot had happened the past, you know, few years or whatnot, and just the collective consciousness, and, and it just was a time for a shift, and there's a little bit cleaner air out here and some other perks that I'm really enjoying right now. And it's just been a very pleasurable shift. And I just knew it was the right time to make that shift. That's perfect. That's beautiful. It's interesting how we are summoned, how we are called and led to go somewhere. And I know I've shared this story several times just my calling uh, being drawn up to Alaska. And soon there will be yet another chapter coming down the pike. But it's amazing when we follow that calling and then we arrive at the destination. And it takes a little while before we feel like we can start to breathe, right? And all of a sudden we're taking in the energies of the area, And I think most importantly, we can quiet ourselves, you see. How has that been for you? Yeah, I've definitely noticed that. And it seems that certain locations just bring out certain characteristics within us. And I was noticing certain characteristics that California brought out in me. And I have also noticed certain characteristics the energies of the Nashville area bring out in me it's it's very interesting and it's you 
you have to go through a big process where you're adapting to a new environment, to new people and who have different ways, you know, that, you know, different customs. And it's, it's been very interesting and it definitely keeps life interesting, keeps life a little less repetitive. And, you know, I was definitely ready to take on a new challenge and I'm loving the energies out here. I love the pictures that you post on Facebook. They are amazing. The green there is just gorgeous. Do you guys get much snow? Do you get a lot of precipitation? We actually this year got quite a bit of snow. And and what's interesting is that we normally here in Middle Tennessee do not get a lot of snow. We also normally don't get a lot of, in Middle Tennessee, don't get a lot of tornado warnings and all that kind of stuff. So I came at a year where all that stuff recently happened with Kentucky and, and it was hitting us too. And it's, it's sort of the uh, universe's way of saying, okay, you know, I'm going to show you the worst of this place first. And then, you know, later on, you're going to learn even more of the perks. You know what I mean? So I, we've had some interesting weather uh, for sure. It's very, it's been very interesting, but you get all four seasons here. You know, you get your, your humid, hot summers, you get your cool winters and you get, you know, the other seasons also. And the leaves are beautiful. I have not seen leaves this color I don't even know since when, but it's it's a very a very pleasurable experience to be here. That's really cool. I love Mother Nature. Mother Nature does have a sense of humor. You know, I was over the holidays. I went out of state to spend time with family. They live in Arizona, and it was wonderful to be in a very different climate. The desert is pretty in its own way. It's a different kind of beauty. And and then I just returned back to Alaska a week ago now, almost a week ago. And it was, of course, a little bit of a shock with the snow and the gray skies. And they're still in, you know, we're still in the middle of winter here. It's winter till about May 1st. So... All of that being said, Mother Nature decided to hit a switch, and it was Sunday evening. Oh, gosh, in the 10 o'clock hour, it was funny. I had just gotten bed. I was laying down. I was just starting to approach that relaxing state, you know, when you start to slip, almost slip into a meditation. And here came the earthquake, a 5.2. And it was a good one. It was in the area, um, well, you know, we have Mount McKinley, also known as Denali, and in the national forest surrounding Mount McKinley. I, I still call it Mount McKinley. I know it's probably not socially appropriate up here, but it's always been McKinley to me. That particular area had a lot of movement. And what was funny is that a couple of friends of mine actually sent me text messages. You must be back in Alaska. We just had an earthquake. <laughs> because oh, wow. see, one of my <laughs> reputations is earthquake mama. For a little while, no matter where I traveled, whether it was deep in Southern California, then from Seattle, there was earthquake upon earthquake. I think 
well, I was there for the 7.1 or 7.2 that was down, way down there deep in California a couple years ago, three or four or five years ago. It was right around the 4th of July. Anyway, it was interesting. And so I, I find it interesting when you talk about being drawn to these areas and they have their very unique properties. So I, it's just beautiful and amazing, really. And you know, Johnny, I apologize. I didn't introduce you as doing what you do and being who you are. You are a healer and you're also an intuitive. Is that correct? Correct, yes. Mm-hmm. And for everybody listening right now, if you would like to know more about Johnny or myself, you can find the links to our websites on the show page. So, Johnny, first of all, would you like to share this story of how you and I connected? You know, I, I thought about the timeline tonight. It's been almost nine years ago. So I think it would be a neat treat if you shared that. Certainly, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been yeah pretty close to a decade, and I was I believed in Sacramento at the time, and I was uh, working at a retail store, which I did for like five years of my life in my late teens, early twenties, and all that. And I had a habit of when I would look at a customer's ID, I would see their birth dates, and I was like getting into astrology, and those was my early days getting into that kind of stuff. And I would just kind of, you know, have, you know, look at someone's ID and just kind of start a conversation off of their birthday. Oh, you know, this is your Zodiac sign, right? And, and you came in one day and I was like, I looked at your ID and I think you were cashing like a check or something like that. And I was like, Oh, I said, I said, uh, it was, you know, the month of Gemini. And I was like, Oh, you said, you're, I said, Oh, you're a Gemini, huh? You're like, you're like, yeah, actually I am. And you're kind of like, I'm actually a reader too. And I was like, I said, Oh, okay. You know, and uh, we just, you know, I think you gave me your card. And then shortly after that, we um, began communicating and doing healing sessions and, and whatnot. And, and we kind of had a, you know, um, a brief separation and then we just kind of will catch up here and there. And I think, you know, we've gotten more closer over the last few years, but it was, it was definitely really interesting how we met and how the universe just will bring those people into your life when you needed them. And I really felt and still do that, you know, that I needed you in my life at that point in time. And I certainly need you in my life now. So uh, it was really interesting. That's really cool. It's cool. I know that over the course of the years with us, you know, learning together throughout all of, you know, not only the work that has been done for you, but also sharing knowledge upon you and imparting that on you. And also being a witness to you finding your way on your spiritual journey. And that's that's been real exciting. And, you know, in so many ways, you reminded me of myself because I was always so curious about turning over the stones for all these different kind of modalities. And along the way, having taken classes and whatnot, but just, you know, pursuing, you know, what floats my boat? What sounds interesting? Where would this take me? Does this resonate? Does it not? And how would this help other people, too? Mm 
you see. Uh, what has been mm -hmm. your most interesting modality over time? I know, you know, it, you've studied so many. I would love to hear what has been the one that has had the most impact for you. Well, I would definitely say that theta healing probably would be the, the most potent modality I've ever tried. And, um, of course, I'm not a practitioner, but I read the book and I did the meditation and it was, it was <laughs> profound. And the way it sort of ties into how beliefs attract us to all of these things that happen in our life. And when you sort of can nail your limiting beliefs and get those changed and fixed, it sort of builds this trajectory that you were not initially expecting, you know, your life to go. It just resets you in a sense. And I just think it came to me at the right time and it has really helped me overcome blocks and, and, you know, just limiting patterns and sort of reassess myself and my thought patterns and when a situation comes to where you you feel like you're going to repeat this certain cycle or whatnot it's it's a meditation I've learned that can help me sort of step back not enter into that cycle but move forward and it's it's just been very very rejuvenating for my soul for sure that's beautiful what has been the most unusual modality that you have come across? I would actually say pendulum healing was, was very uh, unusual and a little bit of a unorthodox for me. And I, I don't know what it was. I think at first I was, you know, I was like, I've just never used spiritual tools. I had messed with, you know, you know, crystals, healing crystals. And it was just, it's amazing that, you know, how pendulums can also heal. So that was something I got into a couple years ago, and it's just been a great tool. But it's it's an unusual tool, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know very much what you mean. One of my primary modalities is using the pendulum and the charts via spiritual response therapy. And, you know, I learned that modality. Gosh, it's been 22 years ago now. Amazing. I can't mm -hmm. believe it's been that long. And just I loved the teacher that I had because he was so succinct, so deliberate, um, beautiful soul, yet that much-needed, crotchety older guy that was just on everybody's tail about either do it right or don't do it all. <laughs> you know, yeah. he was pretty much a crack the whip kind of guy. And I can understand what you talking about with a pendulum. I had heard of the pendulum prior to taking the class. I had never picked one up before. I didn't understand what type of divination tool it was, how it could be used, in what way could it be used, and so forth. And so at the beginning of the class, we received um, X number of charts, and then, it, then we had the option of looking at a tray of pendulums that his wife had made, and then we could choose one. And all of it felt, felt very contradictory because of my 
fundamental belief background, having mm-hmm. been, quote unquote, born and raised Catholic. And so this seemed like, oh, my gosh, I think I'm going to I hope I don't burn in hell. <laughs> That's what was yeah. really crossing my mind. That's the reality of it. So it was cool to learn it. And then to he was very, very insistent upon this is to be used only for blah, blah, blah. So he had his very specific criteria. And over time, so post-class taking levels one and two, and then exploring other modalities, my I like to ask the question of, well, why not? So once I learned, or I should say as I learned other modalities and started weaving the information together, then the, it, I could understand and see where the tool would be useful to look further down the road ahead of a person and identify patterns coming and other things. You know, what does the person's timeline look like? Are there blocks going on that could be related to once upon a time a long time ago? And can those be cleared out? So this is where how I use that tool is very unique and unusual. And the people, when people see this tool working like live in progress, it's perplexing. So when you mention the pendulum, it's very interesting, it's very sacred. And like all of the spiritual tools that we do have, they are to be respected. Oh, certainly. Yeah, most definitely. Mhm. Yeah. So, Johnny. Uh, oh, go ahead. Um, go ahead and expand. Yeah, I mean it's it is, and um, it it does sort of tie into what you're saying about you know you have to sort of understand your intention behind whatever spiritual practice you're doing. You're you're doing it to be a better person. You're doing it to heal. You're doing it to evolve and grow, and that's what is that that's what allows me to practice what I do is I know the motivation behind it is pure and, and yeah, I mean, it's an unusual modality. It's an unusual tool. I mean, it goes back to the day where they used to divine for water. And so it's, it's always, you know, it, it would be a good thing back in the day to find water. So it's, it's the intention behind um, doing whatever you do that, that can make it a spiritual practice and a healthy one at that. Exactly. And you had mentioned Theta Healing. When I learned Theta Healing and I did go the route of taking the class and becoming certified, all of that, the most beautiful, amazing concept with Theta Healing was to learn to go to the seventh plane of existence connect with creator, and then proceed with the work there. And once I learned that, everything else that I was working with, whether it be the pendulum or crystals or everything, you know, anything else, everything else, I took everything to creator at the seventh plane of existence and then proceeded with the work from there. And it's fantastic, absolutely fantastic, so peaceful. Oh, certainly, yes. Very peaceful, and 
you've sort of given me hints over the years. Everything you do, you go up there, you do it through the creator, and, you know, it's it's just clean, beautiful work up there that you can do. Mm-hmm. It is. It's powerful. It's beautiful. You know, one thing that comes to mind is when we are this way, when we are empathic, we are sensitive, we get overstimulated, we're all of these, we're a conglomerate of like this walking, living, emotional cell being. And before we understand or have an idea of what our purpose is with being so sensitive and before we even understand that we have these spiritual gifts to share and to give back to the world, to give back to humanity, we oftentimes go through these heavy-duty, dark places, these very emotional spaces in time. I went through probably a couple of dark nights of the soul. And, you know, once upon a time, I think it was Oprah that said, you know, when when the universe is trying to talk with us, it starts as a whisper. And if we're not paying attention, it goes to the shout. And I received the whisper and the shout, and it seemed like it still wasn't enough until my attention was really garnered. And I finally had to be dropped to my knees for the most part and really just let everything go and start over and just say, okay, creator, I'm here. What do you want me to do? And it it was a conglomeration of a couple of different experiences that finally helped me to wake up to understanding and accepting that I am being called to do something far greater than myself. Have you experienced that? What was your journey with this? Yeah, certainly. And and I just want to sort of pedal back to a little bit of the uh, data healing we were talking about, how it can really restore your relationship with the divine. And that that is sort of what, you know, spirituality can do. And it it just helps to know, for one, that in a spiritual way of seeing something is, is sort of that we're not necessarily entitled to a a careless life or a carefree life. Suffering is part of it. And spiritual spirituality is, is a way of seeing your suffering and sort of integrating it. And healers are, are sort of always healing and throughout our lives and and theta healing has really helped me realize that too. And to your question about the dark night of the soul. Absolutely. I, I think I noticed things, especially during my teenage years and, um, you know, just little bouts of depression and, um, and sort of being able to, to feel things before they would happen. And I didn't really realize it at the time, but I was really starting to read into these cycles that would sort of elapse throughout my life. And, and patterns that would sort of elapse throughout my life. And it, you know, I had definitely, you know, joined at one point even an abusive spiritual movement, um, a religious movement, 
that and when I got out of that it was sort of a turning point where you know how how can I find the divine in in a way that serves my highest and best purpose and I sort of had to travel a lot of roads before I figured out really how to connect and how how to do that but you can't really heal a cycle in most cases unless you step in it first and you realize like I need to heal this this hurts me and I noticed that it keeps happening to me. And that's sort of what I had to do throughout my teenage years into my early 20s is sort of go through those rough steps and say, okay, this keeps happening to me. Why? And, you know, I would have times where I wouldn't question it. And, and I think that spirituality and facing dark nights of the soul really help you question those deep things in you that you really haven't brought yourself to ever question. And, and there comes a point in your life where you get to such a low that you have to ask, what keeps bringing me here? And that can just tie into a bunch of things, you know, ch- childhood rearing and, and the way you feel about your family unit and a bunch of other things. And it's just delving deep into that shadow and understanding that we all have some sort of aspect of darkness in our life. And when we don't shine a light on it, it gets darker and darker. But if you shine a light on it, you can heal and, and just realize that, you know, you're not a bad person. You're a good person. And I've just had intermittent times where those types of realizations came to me. And they can be quite empowering just as much as they can feel pretty dark. Mm-hmm. You just said a key word that I think is really important, which is intermittent. Because it brings together, and this is more or less restating what you just said, it brings together these different various experiences, you know, having a dark night of the soul at a certain place in time, and then another, and then another. For myself, I know it happened because each dark night was addressing my life in that immediate situation, the situation, the events, the circumstances, all of the parties involved. And there was that experience. And it was opportunity to heal, not just myself, but heal the connections with other people. And then time went on. And then things happened again. And once again, it was a similar pattern, not the same severity, in a sense, but it was still that reconnection of, hi, are you listening? And the universe is trying to get my attention. So it it did help me to manifest and bring to me the very first class that I ever did take, which was prana healing. And that is working with the energies of the chakras. And at that place in time, it really did help me to connect with the knowledge and the awareness that healing work can be done remotely. And that was very much alive and well within me. I just didn't understand it at the time. So it's interesting how the dark nights of the soul also bring clarity and they also bring peace. This is where I say the universe doesn't always have a funny sense of humor. But it's definitely creative, don't you think? 
Oh, certainly. And it, and it's important to note that this, this journey we're on here, it's almost like we're wrapping up a quick project. And we're bringing with us the experience of, of many lifetimes. And this is, this is one journey of many. And, you know, if you're noticing consistent imperfections in your life, you know, that's a good thing. And it gives you the opportunity to sharpen your gifts and your skills and, and learn what you came here to do. And that's how I have to think about life is, is that it's, it's a quick journey and I'm here to do a specific task or specific task, multiple ones. And those, those dark nights of the soul, they're, they're teachable. And it's okay to say I'm having a bad day. It's okay to say that, you know, life right now isn't perfect. I have trauma. I am facing this, this, and that X, Y, and Z. It's okay to say that. I think growing up, we're taught to put on a smile and, and not express ourselves. And it's okay to say when, when things aren't going well. And, and, and that really, when you start saying that and you start asking the right questions, that's the key to getting out of the dark night of the soul. And not only that, learning what the dark night of the soul is trying to teach you and then evolving. Absolutely. I love what you just said. That's beautiful. So let's see here, Johnny. I would like to share with our listeners once again that both Johnny and myself have our own websites. You can find links to the websites on the page here. And I I would like to go ahead Gosh, I have so many questions for you, and I know we'll get back to that. But it looks like we do have a caller. And I have visited with Johnny tonight and going to go ahead and participate. We're going to go ahead and take a call right now, and we'll see what the divine has to bring. Okay. So uh, we want to welcome Vernell to the show, and she's calling about her pet, Lucy. Vernell, thank you for being so patient. You're live with Stephanie and Johnny. Go ahead, please. Hello. Um, thank you all for taking my call, and um, thanks for helping with my cat, Lucy. Oh, um, thank you so much for calling in. It's great great to have you here. What's going on with you. Lucy? Well, um, Lucy, she's been sick for a while, and, and I took her to vets, and um, and um, I even had uh, other healers um, uh, help with her. And um, it seems like um, because you know I'm 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 not really um, financially well off. I'm on disability myself with my own health problems. Um, I, I'm I, you know I'm not always able to take her to the vet, and plus uh, transportation is an issue as well because I don't have my own car. And so um, even if I take her to the vet, um, and I, I keep on you know telling them about. Um, you know, the way her head feels uh, to her, the way she's seeming. Um, and some of the time they will say, well, she got, she might have ear infection or ear mites or something. Um, but um, I, I thought it was something more. And plus she um, was having a little difficulty swallowing. And she was also diagnosed with uh, chronic kidney disease and um, and um, urinary tract infection. And, um, and, you know, I've, I've been looking looking for alternative um, medicines for her um, safely, of course, um, specifically for cats. 
And um, so I, I noticed that y'all y'all posted um, on blog talk, you know, about the healing. And um, I was wondering if y'all could perform a healing on Lucy. Oh, absolutely. And, Vernell, the first thing that I would like to share with you is while you were talking, I was scanning Lucy's energy. So separate from what you have been told about Lucy, I do see what looks to be a block in her digestive area. I see Mm -hmm. that. And also um, with the ear mites, you know, I'll preface this by saying I am not a doctor. I don't have the license for that. This is a suggestion. One of the very simple tools that we have in the world for healing is hydrogen peroxide. And you can use a cotton ball. You can use a Q-tip. I would use it very gently, but that would also help. And it's also available in spray bottles, too, by the way. So that's a suggestion. Um, The other thing that I'm seeing is in her brain, in her brain Mm -hmm. neurologically, there is, I call them a short circuit. I'm not seeing the energy flowing evenly in her brain. And so Mm -hmm. in instances like this, in the work that I do, I would go ahead and energetically release the existing pituitary and have creator download a brand new pituitary. So we can go ahead and do that right now. And Lucy is already accepting it. The other thing that I'm seeing, and then I will have Johnny bring his insights to you. The other thing that I'm seeing is inside of Lucy's aura, we all have auras, we all have an energy field around us. There's static, there's some discordant energies there. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and clear that right now. And also clearing, I also see psychic hooks in her brain. So just releasing all of the psychic hooks. And Let's see, and also opening up the flow in her digestive tract. So while that is happening, let's have Johnny bring his input to the table, and let's see what he sees. Johnny? Okay. Yeah, certainly, Vernell, and, and thank you for calling in. And and here's what I'm getting. I do feel that I do resonate with what Stephanie was saying in, in regards to, you know, trying some of the peroxide. And the first thing that spirit was telling me is that the natural approach is the right approach. So when you said natural right away, I was like, this is a confirmation. And for some reason, I would watch the animals diet a little more closer because I feel that there could be perhaps with some of the internal things going on, certain foods could almost act as a poison to the animal. So just be a little more conscious of exactly what the intake it's intaking and and whatnot. I think the diet could help, and also some of um, you know what she was saying about peroxide or at uh, vitamin shops you can get colloidal silver, which is very antibacterial and healing, and it's a pretty you know reasonable price. But that those are the two things I'm getting in regards to that. 
uh, the, the, the animal and definitely sending some healing energy to your animal also. I appreciate that. And Vernell, one more thing is um, in addition to having done the clearing for Lucy, also clearing Lucy's space there in your home and then just mm-hmm. a general clearing of your home in general and also closing any portals or vortexes because it does look like some of Lucy's energies are being like, quote unquote, pulled on and extracted and it's not of her choice. So there's been something around her that's been contributing to that. Does that make sense? Um, I, I find it odd. I mean, I, I, I've been going through things here um, with the people that I rent from and um, they're, they're trying to get me evicted and I'm, I'm trying to find another place now. And um, I, I kind of feel very uneasy staying here uh, anymore and I'm hoping I find another place soon and I don't know if they have anything to do with it well very much so very much so and Um, and I want to I want to pitch into real quick Vernell I'm not sure um, if you you've had either a relative who's passed or something like that or someone that you've really positioned yourself to help recently but there is a soul definitely stepping forward and just letting you know that he acknowledges how you have or had his back. And he's communicating with me, letting you know that he just wanted to thank you for that. And it looks like a male, looks like he's about in his, I would just say, mid-30s, you know, early 30s, mid-30s, someone stepping forward and just letting you know that they acknowledge how you have had their back. And if if that doesn't resonate right now, I would just sort of think about it and, and see who that might correspond to. Um, it might have been my nephew because um, he, he tragically um, got killed um, by, by a bullet. Somebody killed him. So um, and he was in the 30s at the time. Um, so it, it could have been him. Um and, and also, I'm going to quickly say, because I know y'all have to get to other people, um, that um, I um, my I recently spoke through a psychic uh, to my boyfriend that passed a few years ago, and um, he he said that uh, he wanted me to pass on uh, this um, move move on, and um, I think he meaning that in terms of um, finding someone else, but I was wondering if y'all could relate to him for me um that um that won't happen um i'm i'm not you know interested in moving on with anyone else certainly certainly so this is a living person and you're you're sort of stating that you're wanting to continue pursuing this person regardless of how they're they're feeling at this time is is it something like that no, no, um, no. It was my my boyfriend. He had passed on um a few years ago on St. Patrick's Day, and and he told a, another uh, reader, a, a psychic, that um he wanted me to move on, uh, to find, you know, to be with someone else. And I I told him that no, I'm not going to do that, and I want him to understand that, you know, I'm I'm not going to move on with anyone else. Yeah, and he acknowledges that. Did he sort of dress up a little bit? Like he, he, he had style, right? Because I'm, I'm getting this other male. He's sort of coming forward, and 
he just he looks like he knows how to take care of himself and and he's sort of acknowledging that you are you are stating this and and whatnot and i just i i do feel that he he's appreciative of that energy that you're you're what you're stating and whatnot and i think he still holds the opinion that it is time to move on, but there is an understanding there that you're not ready to yet, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to really be, be to myself until I, I pass away. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, health-wise, I'm, I'm not in the best of health either. Um, and, and I got a big knot on my stomach that all of a sudden appeared out of nowhere. And, um I can't help but wonder where that is. <laughs> <laughs> and Vernell, I just I wanted to share with you as well. Even though we receive these messages from our loved ones, it doesn't mean that we're going to adhere to every single thing because we have this beautiful thing called free will. So mm-hmm. of your own free will, as you know, we can choose to choose or choose to not to choose. You see, mm-hmm. and perfect. I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful, and I believe too. He was obviously well intended when he made the statement to you and for you. Yet you're recognizing, okay, my soul is in this place. This is what's going on with me, and you're okay with that. You're in acceptance of yourself, where you're at, where you're going. I think that's beautiful. I do. And it's uh-huh. very, it speaks of your own personal empowerment. It also speaks of the divine feminine energies, too. And, you know, regarding your residence, regarding the situation at present, this is mm-hmm. going to, it will unfold for you. One thing that I like to suggest to people is in their prayers, praying to Archangel Michael and asking him to bring to you to bring to us whatever it is that we're seeking. You know, bring this next place of residence to you, praying to God, mm-hmm. whoever you pray to. So ask for that to be brought to you. And I would yes. I would definitely suggest that to you. So um, Lucy's energies, I believe, first of all, she's very sensitive. Our fur babies do absorb a lot of our environmental energies for us in the name of protecting us. So that being said, when the time does come and you move on and you go to your next place, don't be surprised if Lucy's health begins to take a turn for the positive. So, Great. yes, very much so. Well, hopefully, Thank you. Hopefully that yes. won't be long for now. <laughs> yes, I think it'll be fairly soon. So I'm excited for you. Thank you so much for your call tonight, Vernell. Okay, and thank you all for, for all the answers. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Beautiful. Johnny, this mm-hmm. brings us to the next question. So I know we jumped right into everything. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what it is that you do? Well, I personally, I do have a full-time job and, you know, that I just work and it's, um, it's um, brought me a lot of happiness over the years. And, you know, so I have a job just like everybody else for one. And, and second of all, I do offer 
healing services on the side, um, you know, and have just, you know, desire to help a lot of people in the inner area of psychic development and healing and sort of helping people find their strength on the spiritual journey. I, I do provide healing services, energy healings, um, scan people's energies, you know, find out what blocks are holding them back. But I also try to incorporate a teaching aspect into what I do to where I like to teach people to be spiritually independent where they won't need me so much. And I, so I do those, I do offer readings, um, psychic readings and where spirit will let me know where a person is and, you know, what's been going on in their life and, and give them insight into financial situations and, romantic situations and get sources input on all of that and I do the energy healings also and just sort of incorporated in an educational aspect to it and I also like to work with folks who have went through spiritual abuse and are questioning their their belief systems and are, are struggling to find empowerment in this day and time and that's one of the things I pride myself most in is, is working with those types of clients um, because I've been through similar situations. And I like to tell people that if you've been spiritually abused, there is a next step to that. And that is just one step of many on your path to enlightenment. And you can just continue to live a healed life. So, And, and there's, there's a lot more and whatnot, but that sort of sums it up. That's amazing. And then what we just witnessed with Vernell and with the people coming through for, for you know, through you, can you expand on that as well? Certainly. And it, that it, that basically I do also offer a mediumship services and, it's sort of been something that, you know, I've, I've dealt with my entire life where I would um, be hypersensitive to energy and empathic, as you said earlier on in the show. And sort of, you know, the past several years, I've been getting messages from spirit, from people's loved ones, and have started offering, you know, services to give people clarity on, on what their loved ones feel of them, that the moment that you think about them or you talk about them, that they are present and they, they are uplifting you and encouraging you and are here with you on this journey. So that, that is one of the many services I offer also. And it, it is a very rewarding experience to, to tune in to these loving beings who are in, in a certain part of their, their spiritual journey and them coming through and, and speaking to their, their loved ones and showing them they're still here. They're, they're acknowledging that they, they know how you feel about them. They know what, what, you know, they, they're sort of like they were when they were here. Um, and it's, it's a very rewarding experience to offer that. Oh, very much so. It's, it's wonderful how, how much comfort bringing messages through, does for people and how it recenters them it brings them back to center and uh it reconnects them with their soul you see it helps to remind them of who they are and 
I've also seen fresh and come across people's faces when they realize it's not just about the message. It's about the fact that they are all a part of this great big whole, you see, understanding that we are all connected, which I find oh, fascinating. Certainly. Oh, yeah. Certainly, definitely. Very much so. I think that's wonderful. So in my time of knowing you, I have received a reading from you before, and you have a very interesting way of going about things. And one thing that I found very interesting was I was able to say, okay, I'm looking at this area or this area, and you were very clear about, okay, I don't want any more information. So um, <laughs> it just kind of perplexed me, but not really, because I know that when I read people, the less we know, the better, in a sense. So I can respect that. Um, okay. Let's see here. Yeah, yeah. We're, we have another caller, and we're going to take that call in just a moment. But I just wanted to share with everyone listening how interesting your readings are. They're very thorough. I love that you sit back with it and that you really, really take in the information before connecting. Because once I connected with you about my question or questions, whatever the case has been, it's just that it, it confounded me in a good way. Like, well, how did he know that? <laughs> So it's fun to be on the other end of the stick, you see. So anyway, uh, Johnny, are we ready for one more call, one more question here? Certainly, I'm ready. Okay. Excellent. We've got Casey on the line tonight, and she is calling tonight about finances. Casey, you are now live with Stephanie and Johnny. Go ahead, please. Hi, Stephanie. I love I, you, Casey. Oh, thank you. I love you, too, and I've missed you, and Happy New Year, and wow, thank you yeah, for doing Happy this. Happy New Year. Yes, of thank course. You. Yes, thank you for being on. Thank you. Yeah, I have a million problems, and um, I need to solve finances being one of them. Of course, I'm working on still getting a room ready to rent, and I have so much resistance I wish I could, if you have any guidance about how I can or if there's a special friend that I would be meeting who I'd feel good about renting the room to, or else I would like to have someone part-time like a healer or a musician who maybe is not in the city all the time, just a few times a week. That's like a dream. So is there anything, mm -hmm. any guidance from anywhere about any of those situations or another money miracle? Instead. Sure, sure. I'm going to bring in a different angle of perspective, and then we'll see what information Johnny has. So part of this, um, Casey, is the energy of the divine feminine, the left side of the body, allowing, receiving. When you put words to the word resistant, I could really feel that energetic charge with you saying it. It's like you want this, but yet you don't want this. There's this very, very uh, strong push-pull energy with it. 
So one thing I would suggest um, is, and I know you've sat with it, but to think about the energy, allowing it to flow, allowing yourself to accept and to receive, because there's the part of you that is um, still grieving and is still wanting to be in that space, and it's extremely understandable. So anyway, I feel that the energy will shift. I, I know that once upon a time, the month of May was seen for you, but um, I'm going to have Johnny look at this for just a moment, and if something else comes up, then I'll be right back to bring that information forth. Okay? okay. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Certainly, and, and I do I do feel with you it's it's easy to sort of um, you're you're in this sort of predicament and it's easy sort of to kind of press and to sort of try to almost you you, you almost have to make something happen and you're feeling the 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 gravity of the situation and I just feel like your your spirit team is letting me know that you got to let it just let it flow. Don't don't let it overwhelm you. Take things, you know, and, and that's what I think really needs to come out of this, that you calmly approach the situation, look, look at it from all angles, and, and make a decision. Um, I do feel what Stephanie's feeling, that this situation, you know, is, is going to turn around this specific situation. Um, finances, it seems, you know, ha- have been a bit of a struggle for you. Uh, but this specific struggle, I do feel that there is going to be some sort of turnaround. Um, but just to let things flow and to sort of just take your hands off of the wheel for a sec, stop pressing, and just sort of step back and let things flow. That's that's the information I'm feeling from your spiritual team at this time. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I've been doing enough. <laughs> I think, too, Casey, the last thing that does come to mind is is to give yourself permission to not do something, to not really focus on this. So, in other words, even if you took a full day just for yourself to not think about it, to not stress about it, not worry about it, do something that brings you joy, whatever that might mean, whether the TV is off, whether you just take a short walk, whatever the case is, it's time to give yourself permission to not think about it because it's so much of that energy has gone into uh, blocking that. I'm seeing the fear, the worry, the anxiety being that block and it's at the doorway. So um, just going to uh, clear that off for you with the front door literally but regardless i know that this is going to break i know that for the next couple of months the energies in general are are going to be better simply because nothing will be retrograde so we were we're going to feel more like gosh the world really is supporting us now the universe is really supporting me so it's also important too in your meditation to unplug from all of the stuff going on in the world and plug into the energy of love okay yes well i try to do that part anyway beautiful Okay. Well, gosh, thank you so much for your call tonight. 
Great to hear from you. Thank you, thank you. And we'll talk with you again in the future. There we go. Thank you, Casey. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, Johnny, I just want to say thank you so much for being here tonight. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. Always a pleasure, and it's it's been a privilege to be on here. Excellent. And I have one more little question for you. Is there any, what is one thing that you would like to share with everyone? What would you like to leave with us tonight? I just want to tell the the listeners and whatnot that you can do yourself a favor this year and to let in true connections. This, this is a year for self-care. It vibrates with um, you know, the number six. And so it's, it's a time of self-mothering in a sense where you have a lot to take care of. You have a lot of weights to let go of. And you can do yourself a favor and let in true connections. And that, that is going to be the key to getting through this year in your highest and best way. And take care of yourself. Be good to yourself. And be kind to yourself. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. And once again... If you have missed our show, just feel free to go to the show page. Uh, The links for our websites are on there. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. And we wish you a wonderful week, a wonderful month, and I'll see you next month. Thank you.